Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Coach Kevin Don here. This week I thought I would dedicate a whole episode to replying to listener emails. Really value the email questions that I receive and can always get to responding in a timely manner. So this week I'll answer a few in one go. If you want to ask me a question, email me at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com or post on the Get Fit Guy Facebook page. I would just request emails aren't challenging Greek epics for word count. And you just ask me one question per email. Don't try to circumvent the system by sending me separate emails. I admire the workaround, but I know all the tricks. So, kicking things off, we have Rahul in Hong Kong who writes, I'm in my 40s, drop my son to school every morning, then have a 25-minute walk to work in the heat of Hong Kong summer. Therefore, I decide to shower at the gym near my office before reaching work. Usually reach the gym at 8.30, but I have to be in my office at 9. I would have 10 minutes to do any form of exercise every morning before I get ready. Is there any point in doing weight training for 10 minutes? And if so, what can you recommend? Well, Rahul, having lived there for over a decade, I'm very familiar with the heat of Hong Kong, which is really more the humidity of Hong Kong. It feels much hotter than it is because... The moisture content in the air impedes sweat evaporations from the skin surface. In a much drier heat, such as Arizona, this sweat evaporation cools one down. Now, do I think there's anything that you could do weight training-wise in 10 minutes? No, I don't. Before anyone emails in to say, surely 10 minutes is better than no minutes, I'd remind you that's a straw man fallacy and a totally different argument. You can't do anything meaningful in 10 minutes because very, very quickly you would have adapted to the stimulus and need a greater stimulus. And this would either be more volume, which couldn't possibly be fit into 10 minutes, or more load, which couldn't possibly be warmed up to in 10 minutes. So I would make a separate recommendation to maybe try go to the gym in your lunch break if it's near your office. Next up, we have an email from Benjamin from Parts Unknown. Ben writes, My habit at the gym is to start out for about five minutes walking brusquely on the treadmill, then do various stretches before lifting weights, since I often go in the morning when my body is not as active already. Traditionally, I've gone to my known weight per machine or dumbbells to see how my body has improved over the last trip, based on reps before noteworthy tiredness. The last time I was in the gym, I remembered something I heard somewhere recently, maybe from you, about starting lifts with a lower weight for a set and then increasing to normal. I'd always thought that was about long-term increases, but I thought that I was able to push to higher weights by the end of my reps that day. 
Is it likely coincidence that my body responded well to my previous trip and rest? Or is it likely this was due to my momentary reduction in resistance as an additional warm-up and something I should do every time I go to the gym? Well, a few things to unpack in Ben's email. Firstly, I'm not really an advocate of stretching before lifting. The reasons for this are that stretching induces a parasympathetic state, which is relaxation. And weightlifting is reliant on a sympathetic state of readiness. It's a tall order to stretch and relax your muscles and then immediately ask them to go and perform sudden shortening contractions. Now, although the sample size is very small, I do know several people who have badly injured themselves this way. The worst was a friend in Hong Kong who had a sports massage and then went to the gym and tore his pectoral muscle clean off during a bench press. I would think more along the lines of doing some muscle activation rather than muscle relaxation, something more specific to the pattern and demands that follow. For example, push-ups might be a good warm-up for bench press, and air squats might be a good warm-up for barbell squats. Now, with regards to reps and sets and loading, I would always advocate for multiple warm-ups, you can try doing the largest rep schemes at the lowest weights and decreasing as you get closer to working weight. Sometimes it's even useful to perform a set above your working weight for that day because then your working sets feel lighter. I would also think about a long-term training plan because generally speaking, just seeing how much you've improved every session isn't training, it's testing that's not sustainable. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Next up is Doyle, also from Parts Unknown. Just a reminder, if you do send me an email, let me know where you're from. I love looking places up on the map or finding, like with my emailer last week from Nevada, that it's a place I've had the pleasure of visiting. Doyle writes, I've been listening to you on the podcast for a while now. Thank you. I'm a completely blind man typing this email. I lost my vision suddenly at the age of 49 and I'm 56 now. I've been working out since I was around 22 religiously and I took a quick break for a couple of months while recovering from losing my vision. I work out in a gym that I have been in for many years, 5 foot 11 and 205. I'm guessing that I could lose about 20 pounds to be in great shape. Obviously, I need to focus on my diet, but I'd like your advice on how I lose weight, lose some muscle bulk, and get fit. How do I lean out my muscles? My wife always tells me that I'm bulky. How do I get that lean look and lose the football player look? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Well, thank you for ringing, Doyle. I have to say that losing muscle is a request I haven't ever had before. And at 205, you're in the perfect zone 
for a compliment from a Texan coach I greatly admire called Mark Ribbiton, who says that a fully grown adult male human being weighs at least 200 pounds. Now, losing muscle isn't going to be super easy because muscle and strength are actually very resilient. In fact, the protocols that you would implement to do this would be all the things I don't recommend for health, such as reducing your resistance training in both volume and load and reducing your caloric intake to under maintenance levels. When you're not getting enough fuel, and this is coupled with decreased signaling to your body that muscle mass is essential for its survival, then over time, this will cause a reduction in muscle mass. You could also, at the same time, significantly increase your long, steady-state aerobic work. This will be highly catabolic, which is the opposite of anabolic, which is our muscle-building state. But as I said I would not advocate for these outcomes. Your BMI is probably very slightly on the high side, so a reduction overall in body weight wouldn't be bad for health outcomes, but I would be careful about where to draw the line and also intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations because I'm very sure that even though you're bulky, your wife does love your body. Finally, I have an email from Roger in Santa Monica, another place I've been, and I loved it. Such a great beach, such an amazing town with an eclectic bohemian mix of people, and a good friend of mine lives nearby in Topanga, so I've frequented this area often. Roger writes, Hello Kevin, I really like your show, keep up the good work. As an alternative to farmer's carry, I get in a position to do a back squat with a weight on the bar across my back, move backwards away from the squat rack to a clear and safe area and walk. Try to keep good posture, avoid others who might cross my path, pay attention to breathing, go for about 90 seconds, return to the squat rack and unload. I rest and repeat about five times, trying to progressively increase the load. I have the feeling I'm using a lot of muscles, developing balance, improving posture, and causing my heart to pump blood throughout my body. I do this to start my day I start my leg day, sorry, two to three times a week. What do you think? Well, Roger, I think we would call that a modified yoke walk, maybe a back rack walk. I don't think it's an alternative to a farmer's carry. In the same way, I don't think a Beyond Burger is an alternative to a quarter pounder. It's just a different thing. So farmer's carry obviously has the load in your hands. That load is hanging closer by your sides down at your hip area. It's a very different stimulus. Usually farmers carry, it's also not limited by the load, but it's limited by your grip strength and your grip endurance. By racking the load on your back, you're eliminating both of those. Now, given that grip strength is a sign of healthy aging, I would still try to get some farmer carries in. So if you really wanted as well to work even more muscles and crank up the whole body outcome, you could do overhead carries. Remember that the further the load is from the ground, the more work you'll have to do to stabilize it. So there's arguably more stabilization going on in a yoke walk than in a farmer's carry because the load is further from the floor. Now, if you have a training question, looking for individual training program design, or just want to say hi to me, 
head over to the Get Fit Guy Facebook page or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, and Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.